0: everybody and welcome back to the champions cast here on zeldadungeon.net my name is andy spateri and as always i'm joined by my co-host taylor wells how you doing taylor
1: doing pretty good how about you uh
0: still a little bit fatigued from e3 week which we're going to get into in just a second but before we get there we have a very special guest this week his name is ewan crombie and he is the host of zelda dungeons uh, speedrunning show zelda runners
2: how you doing Ewan? Hello, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is. How are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I guess it's. Uh, what time is it over there uh, for you right now?
1: Morning. Probably three in the morning.
0: Ay, ay, ay. So he was, uh, he was gracious enough to join us this episode to uh, talk to us a little bit about speedrunning in the Zelda scene ahead of Summer Games Done Quick, which of course launches. Uh, well, actually, by the time that you're listening to this, it will have already launched, so there you go. Um, But before we get there, we just want to go back and spend just one last couple of minutes just on E3. We're not going to recap anything else because I think that we've already said everything that we can say until we were blue in the face. But uh, really quickly, Ewan, were you happy with what you saw from Nintendo at E3?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, Mainly, it was... I don't know, I didn't expect the new Smash Bros. game to be a new Smash 5, everything's brand new, new art style, new characters, etc. So I was a little bit dubious about them coming out with a new game so quickly. So I think having this, this sort of half-port, half-new game kind of fits the bill, and I'm quite happy I'll probably get it and play the hell out of it.
0: Yeah, I'm it- imagining that there's going to be some good Zelda Dungeon Smash Nights in our future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah,
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: so speaking of E3, listeners of the Champions cast might recall that Taylor and I made a a little special wager on the presentation that Nintendo gave and suffice to say, our predictions were both horribly, horribly inaccurate. (laughs) I think out of a possible 15 points, we got about uh, four combined between the two of us. So, uh, never let anyone tell you that Nintendo can't surprise you. Or maybe yeah. they or maybe we just dream too much who knows
1: I I think it's it's definitely a little mix of the mix of both like we I definitely dreamed a little too hard going into this e3 presentation and
0: we reached for the stars and we got too close to the Sun see I, th- I think you just and got burned. too hard well actually I didn't reach as hard as you did because I won the bet I won the bet with like Three points to year one, or something nice. like that. We'll do, a, I, we'll do a show at some point and, and go over the results point by point. But the point I said is...
1: research. Research, my dude. Whatever. Uh-huh. Point is,
0: Andy Spiteri, he's the winner. Taylor Wells, he's the loser. He's going to be playing Final Fantasy IX, one of the greatest games ever made. He's going to be streaming it. I'm going to be commentating. It's going to be awesome. We're going to announce the date for that some point in the future. But, uh, man, that feels good. Now, now, hold on a second. Are you a Final Fantasy kind of
2: guy, Ewan? I'm afraid not, no. I um, I couldn't tell you my Final Fantasies from my uh, Final Fantasies.
0: <laughs> well, there's another one that uh, they can't help us out in this, Taylor.
1: I mean, to be fair, though, like, most of the people we've asked so far, especially in the Twitch chat, were like, yep, eight. So you kind of lost that bet.
0: There were two people that responded.
1: Uh, there was at least four.
0: On with this week's show. We've got
1: a we've got There's a great show four for you more week. than said nine.
0: <laughs> we are going to be talking about speedrunning. Now, Taylor and I are headed to the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, which starts on July 14th, and we are speedrunning a few different games. And I use that term very loosely because we're really awful speedrunners. And we were practicing last week and just I, – I, I need to really emphasize how terrible we were. And that got me to thinking that speedrunning is something that I've never really understood. And, like, so we wanted to get an expert onto the show to pick his brain and to just kind of get a feel for, you know, everything that goes into it, all the different uh, categories, how they come up with that and what drives a person to play the same game over and over and over again and so of course we're going to be focusing on the zelda side of speedrunning and so with summer games done quick uh starting this uh, what is it that starts this sunday or monday so with that with that on the horizon what better time to do this episode than right now it seemed timely i think it's going to be a cool episode so let's just uh let's dive right in so Ewan, what got you into speedrunning? Like, what what made you a fan
2: of speedrunning? So it was actually it was actually um, another Games Done Quick event, the the, the winter uh, version of it that they host in January, um, back in two thousand and thirteen, um, and I just I stumbled onto Twitch and found this this guy running uh, Ocarina of Time, any percent. Um, this was Cosmo, who's now known as Narcissa, right? Um, at the time, was an incredible runner of the game, and uh, I was kind of hooked because <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd at the time, and I liked looking at all the numbers. And obviously, some some streamers have a lot of their timers and their splits on screen, so that kind of drew me into it. And um, at that point in time, Cosmo was was running Ocarina of time, any percent, uh, and they went on to basically take that, that game and category down to uh, 18 minutes and 10 seconds, which at the time was incredible. Um, they they thought it would never be beaten, and for a long time it actually wasn't. Um, but it's actually 17th now, so uh shows you how That's times have impressive. changed. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the act of, of of completing Ocarina of Time, you know, you think how long you spent of your childhood... Actually playing that game, and here's someone who can who can beat it in under twenty minutes, um, which is like absolutely
0: crazy. Because yeah. I think it took us about twenty minutes to get our shield and sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it took you twenty minutes to get your shield and sword. I was the Deku Tree at that time.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't argue with the, with those facts. Um. So what? Let's talk about Zelda and speedrunning just a little bit. So, like, when it comes to the speedrunning scene in Zelda. Uh, would you say that that's one of like the bigger speedrunning communities, or is it is it kind of a smaller fish? Because like when I think of speedrunning, I think of like kind of Metroid and two D games, kind of like that. But it seems to me like Zelda is always a pretty popular feature at uh, like games done quickly
2: and stuff like that. I think a lot of of games when it comes to speedrunning, they tend not to. They tend not to think about series as such, so they don't, tend not to think about the Zelda series being as popular as it is. They tend to break it down into its individual games, which is why Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild, they're so popular, but then you've got the other games like Oracle of Seasons and Zelda 2. They have a lot, lot less runners than, say, Ocarina of Time.
1: So it's definitely a matter of certain games are loved to be run and very popular to run, and then other games in the series much less so.
2: And the thing with the thing with that is Ocarina of Time was obviously huge, and it still is huge in the speedrunning community, um, whereas games like Oracles of Seasons and Ages, Zelda II, um, the less popular games in the series, they tend to sell less, and they also tend to have a smaller community. Um,
1: well, what about new? What about new titles like Breath of the Wild?
2: Uh, Breath of the Wild is probably this one of the the more popular titles to run in the series. Probably partly because it was such a huge game, and it's it's different from the others in the series. It doesn't run off the same engine, so. It has a lot more exploits. So like, Breath
0: of the Wild always kind of, like, confused me in the speedrunning sense because, like, when you play Ocarina of Time, you know, you start off and you have your specific points that you need to go to. So you start off and you, you need to get your Sword and sword Shield, then you need to beat the Deku Tree, then you need to go to the castle, etc., etc. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you can kind of go anywhere, do anything, make your own path. So, like, how does what kind of parameters are involved with speedrunning there? And I guess we're going to bleed over into the next question of like, what kind of different categories go into that? And how do they come up with all these different
2: categories? So Breath of the World is a little bit of a special case because it's the first game in the series that has Amiibo functionality. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, if you tap an Amiibo onto uh, Breath of the World, it gives you different items. It can give you fish, it can give you plants and some of these fish Or plants give, when they're cooked properly, they give Link a speed boost. And the community was was really split at the at the start of the game's lifespan because you've got this external component that can give you an advantage into the game, but not everyone's going to be totally right. I didn't think of that.
1: Yeah, it's true. There are a lot of different benefits to cooking and finding different items and things so
0: didn't didn't even think of cooking at all and how that would yeah. pertain
1: yeah uh, sorry keep, the any percent keep going
2: fruit, um takes uh, i believe it takes a, a power up a strength up portion before they they go to fight the final boss because of course when you get to hyrule castle having not beaten any of the divine beasts you've got to go through this whole gauntlet of the, the four bosses of the divine beasts before you even get to Ganon, so having that strength up really helps speed that up. Um, so they, the Breath of the World is a bit of a different uh, kettle of fish when it comes to categories. Most games tend to split their categories up into things like objectives, so how quickly can you get from this point of the game, usually the beginning, to another point in the game which is usually having completed it while collecting these different things like any percent get to the end of the game as quickly as possible 100% get to the end of the game while collecting everything um so would that would that include
0: like like all of the shrines and stuff like that as well
2: and like all of the even like the the korok seeds yeah breath of the wild 100% is 31 hours um oh my god 31 hours that that's record was just set. That that's a record for the extended category, which includes the DLC content. So um, that that's um, it's a long run, and actually, a lot of Breath of the Wild runs or categories are incredibly long. The All Shrines category is seven hours long. Uh,
0: are, are you Are you allowed to take breaks during that, or do you just? Would you typically just run it straight through? Uh,
2: the record, the record holder. Didn't take any breaks. I don't. I don't think they took any breaks. You are allowed to take breaks, but you can't stop the timer. Once you started the run, that is. Uh, that is it.
1: So, how many breaks in that world record
2: did they take? Any or no? I haven't watched all of it. Uh, I haven't quite found 31 spare hours yet. But <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean, previously they have taken, uh, you know, sleep breaks and toilet breaks and stuff, and they 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 will take toilet breaks, um, but they don't take anything substantial anything more than maybe
0: 31 hours good lord so how do they like how for a typical i don't even know if you can say for typical zelda game but like let's just use that for typical zelda game how do they come up with different categories like i know that there's typically the get it done as fast as you can and that there's like complete the game 100% and then finish it and those are like is it fair to say that those are the two main categories in most games that you would speedrun? Yeah,
2: like they appear pretty much everywhere, yeah. Yeah,
0: but I've, I've been on like the world record sites, and I've seen tons of like weird categories, and especially for Breath of the Wild. It's like, who kind of makes up that uh, you know those different rules and stuff like that?
2: Um, every, every Zelda game has a Discord server, and if you are anyone of note, or if you have run that game, or if you are interested in that game... Uh, you will be part of that server, and generally any decisions that they make will be made there because all of the the ads admins of this world record sites will also be on that that discord server so that's that tends to be where a lot of the decisions are made and where a lot of the the community sort of appears.
1: Um, So does each individual game have its own server, or is there just like a centrally located... Yeah, each game has its own server.
2: Each game game will likely have multiple servers, but they have one that is specific to speedrunning that game. So, for example, uh, A Link to the Past has its own server um, with channels. Interesting. Discussion of the game, help, new runners can come and ask world record holders for help, and they will reply. Um, a Link to the Past is a wiki, and they have a channel for that as well, so each each game will have its own uh, server.
0: So this is, like, pretty intense. That I I didn't even know that. You wrote up A Link to the Past, and uh, in the latest Zelda Runner's article, which actually came out uh, today, or if you're listening to this on Monday a couple days ago... Um, you talked about A Link to the Past Randomizer and I've seen a lot of people talking about the Randomizer in the last couple weeks explain to the average person such as me and Taylor that uh, you know are pretty are pretty ignorant when it comes to speedrunning what exactly uh, Randomizer is
2: so Randomizer is this craze that started to grow uh, pretty rapidly recently um, it's uh, a modification of the game that takes The majority of items, so any items that you find in chests, like bombs, boomerangs rupees, keys boss keys, everything that you can think of uh, puts them all into a collection and then randomises them back into chests so you could go into uh, say the chest that you get the boomerang in Ocarina of Time, open that chest and you find 10 rupees and then you discover that you can't complete that Mm. dungeon because you don't have the boomerang, it's it's, so it's just a way for people to people who are maybe getting uh, getting a bit bored of their game of running their game knowing where everything is so that, how does one
0: how does one complete the game like if you can't get the
2: like the boomerang or something like that well the boomerang will be somewhere else and the way that the modifications work are that they, they're coded very specifically that while everything might be muddled up and everything is randomised and it might be a little bit difficult to know what to do you'll always be able to complete the game somehow if you've got the relevant knowledge, if you get lucky the, the runners that, that do randomizer races or randomizer solo attempts usually have a good enough knowledge of the game that they don't necessarily need a specific item to get somewhere and if they do then chances are they'll have the methods to get it somehow. So I was gonna I was gonna save this question for a little bit
0: later, but I'm curious as to your take because I know that you're a speedrunner and have uh, some records, and it's Fair Rune, right, that you have the world record in. Yeah. Which is actually an awesome game. Thank you for recommending that series to me. I really liked it. Um, so so like what what drives you to play? The same game, kind of over and over and over again, in order to shave off a few seconds. Is it just like, is it just like you want to see, you you know, you want to be number one in that in that particular category, or like, or is it just that you love the game so much? Like, what kind of would you say drives the
2: average speedrunner to do this? I mean, for some people, a big aspect will be they want to be number one, and I think for a lot of people they'll say no no I don't I don't I don't want to be number one I'm not selfish I don't have to be the best but when it comes to it if they get their record taken off them they will fight for it back and that's one of the, that's one of the things about top level runners they tend to be more competitive in in more how of- how often
1: would you say runners will lose their their record and then get it back like does it happen often or does it take them a
2: while usually uh it depends it depends um so for example i mentioned uh narcissus writes 18 minute 10 second ocarina of time run Um that was record for about a year and cosmo at the time said i'm, I'm done with this game i'm not coming back to it i don't think this can be beaten of course it was beaten and it caused me didn't come back to it moved on to different things um, but sometimes it depends on the run really it depends on the record if the record is a good time if it's a good record then it will usually take a little bit longer to take it back whereas what tends to happen more often is runners will beat the world record by three seconds and then the previous world record holder will come back and take it back by two seconds and then it will bounce back and forward for a while before someone, before they push it down to a a good time that they struggle to beat. So you, for Zelda runners,
0: um, I know that you've gotten the chance to interview uh, a couple different guys and girls in the Zelda speedrunning scene would you would you categorize these guys as mostly as like big time gamers that play a lot of games or is there, are these the guys that mainly focus on like their game of choice and just improve and perfect uh,
2: I think it's I think it's a spread I think it's um some of them certainly focus on one game Te- with with speedrunners you tend to find that they focus on one category of a game and then they'll tend to focus on one category of Several different games. So, for example, I spoke to uh, Jim Nast, who's an incredible 3D Zelda runner. He tends to run uh, Wind Waker any percent, and Twilight Princess any percent, and Skyward Sword any percent. So, he does play a lot of games, but it tends to be the same sort of categories across all the games, rather than, um, say, running all, all of the categories of a, of a certain game and then running all the categories of another game. Some people do that, um, and some people are successful at doing that because they pick the right games, they're they're good at the games they put the time in. Uh, But a lot of of Zelda runners tend to only focus on one category. So
1: So speaking of categories, categories, um, what types of categories are there, and what does it mean... Uh, when someone's saying they're running, say, like an any percent run or a hundred percent run or a randomizer, as you were explaining earlier,
2: any percent basically means complete the game as quickly as possible. It um the title came from a Metroid game that showed an actual percentage of how much you'd beaten the game, and they decided, well, get to the game as beat the game as quickly as possible. That's any percent because it could be. You could have twenty-six percent, you could have thirty-six percent, it doesn't matter, you've beaten the game as quickly as possible. Hundred percent, that's fairly obvious. You beat the game as quickly as possible while collecting everything. Right. What what's the
1: most common run besides any percent?
0: Like besides beside those two, like what do you what do you think is like the most common in the Zelda scene for people to do?
2: Hmm low percent tends to to pop up quite a lot it's a difficult run in in pretty much any game it appears in low percent is essentially beat the game with as few items as possible so in ocarina of time that involves something like 16 or 17 items which takes a lot longer than the any percent route because you have to go out of your way to not collect an item Uh, so low percent appears quite a lot Um, in the 2d games uh, one that that pops up a few times is uh, major glitches and no major glitches. It's one in the uh, a link to the past. Uh, it's a link to the past category. Uh, and within that, there are se- several different categories. So any percent no major glitches is you beat the game as quickly as possible, but you're, there's a set list of glitches that you aren't allowed to use in doing so, and then. Any percent major glitches is the same run, but you're allowed to use certain major glitches that were banned in the other category.
0: So you just mentioned glitches, which is actually something that I wanted to touch on. Because like, I two things with glitches. My first question is who the hell finds this stuff? Like for in Ocarina of Time, there's a glitch at the beginning, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you have a bug in a jar or something and you warp to Ganon, Right.
2: Yeah. That's uh uh I believe it's item manipulation manipulation. Um How in the so world somebody, does somebody figure this out? Ocarina of Time is is it's an old game, it's been out for however long it has been and it's always had people digging into it, trying to break it even further. Um when a game comes out tends to be all hands on deck. They everyone goes in and obviously they all want to complete it as quickly as possible, and they will do that through whatever means that they can. Um, and usually someone will stumble across something and say, hey, I found something, is this useful? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't.
0: And does the person that finds it get like accredited for that, uh, for that discovery?
2: Some people do.
1: Um, so, Are tricks named after runners who discovered them and stuff like that? Kind of like how uh, we kind of name some of our planets and things.
2: Yeah, sometimes. Uh, for example, in Wind Waker, in this, the uh, in both versions of Wind Waker, actually in Tower of the Gods, um, there's a certain side hop that Link can do while carrying one of the statues that skips a room, saves maybe twenty twenty five seconds. It's called a Cosmo Hop because it's a hop and it was discovered by that's right, the runner Cosmo um, so there are certain glitches that are that are named after people um, but a lot of them are just named by the community based on what they do um, so th- there's in Wind Waker HD there's a, an item slide because you slide very quickly using an item um, so th- they, they tend not to they tend not to name them after after people but there are some exceptions to it.
1: So things like that in the super slide and Ocarina of Time, usually not.
2: Yeah, and generally generally it is documented who who's discovered them. Um Right. Okay, so I got a, I got another question for you. I
0: I made this uh I, I took this stance I think a few episodes back and got a little bit of flack for it. But like to me, when you do a speed run and you exploit a glitch, it's not really like Speed running—you've just exploited a glitch that someone else has found, and it's warped you to the end. And to me, it's kind of like anybody can almost do that. Whereas, like, if you're, if you know, if you're sequence breaking in Super Metroid, like that takes skill to pull off. And so, a lot of people were just like, "You don't know what you're talking about." And I was like, "Well, I can't really argue with you because I don't really know what I'm talking about." But like, like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what, like, where, kind of, where do you fall on that?
2: I mean, from the position that I'm in as a speedrunner, and some about speedrunners I, I tend to fall into the bracket of whatever you do it, it if it if it's an exploit if it's a glitch if it gets you to where you need to be then it's game it's fair play uh, I can understand that people who say oh well you're just walking through that door and you're you're walked to the end of the game what's what's where's the fun in that where, what's the point and in some cases I do agree but generally in Zelda if it looks simple and it looks easy such as using a, a bottled item in the Deku Tree and being warped to the credits, if it looks simple, it's almost definitely not. It's almost definitely impossible to, to pull off. So, like,
0: like, how easy would that be for, like, the average guy to pull off? Because, like, you know, I educate me, because I was just like, well, man, even I could go get a bottle and go to, you know, the Deku Tree, but, like... So you does you have to be in a specific spot in a specific place for that to like kind of what else I guess goes into that.
2: It well for that for that glitch uh, specifically um, it involves uh, beating Goma in the in the Deku Tree and then walking through a simplified down a lot walking through a door after a certain number of frames have passed. Now a game that runs at twenty. So-
1: so it can get really specific in what you have to do and how you accomplish it
2: but the thing about it is it's practice and if you practice anything enough you'll get more consistent at it no one is going there to you get go. it 100% top runners don't get a 100% that's why any percent runners reset so often because they don't get it it's a difficult trick but if you practice it and you practice it more then eventually you'll begin to get it more so Very what you're open, saying is, yeah. is
0: that if Andy Spicieri tried to do
2: this glitch, he definitely could not do it. Yes,
0: that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> okay well as long as we're clear on that, I guess. Um, tell us a little bit about the Zelda speedrunning scene. What are some prominent names? Um, and I know that you've had a chance to interview a few of them, but like, who who is a really like i I remember us talking a few weeks ago and i was like who's the wayne gretzky uh, of the zelda speedrunning scene and like what are just some of the the leaders in this area like who has the
2: most records that kind of stuff like tell us a little bit about the community so again it it depends a lot on the game each game tends to have its main person who usually holds the the any percent record because that is the main category um for Ocarina of Time, for example, Cosmo for a long time was the name of, of that game. They had the world record, and not only did they have that world record, it was an incredible time, and everyone was amazed by it, and it would never, ever be beaten, which it was. Um, so I talked to Jim Nast, I mentioned him earlier on. Um, he covers all of the the 3D Zelda's really Um, he's run all of them and at some point he's had records in all of them Um, but his main game is Wind Waker HD Uh, that's the game he runs the most, he's not running at the moment because he's preparing for his runs at at the GDQ event this week Um, but that's that's the game that he runs, he also runs Skyward Sword which um, he sort of splits his time between the two of them Um, evenly uh for ocarina of time um at the moment and um, they've just come out of a big 100 uh route reshuffle if you like and um, they discovered a small glitch which allowed them to duplicate items and that meant that they could change part of the 100 percent run but of course then changing that one part meant that they had to change everything else and after about three months of editing this document um, they've they've chopped about 5 or 6 minutes off, off the run um, at the moment the name of, for Ocarina of Time is ZFG he's uh, a long time runner of the game um, he's held multiple records um, he's certainly got the the 100% record at the moment um, but certainly no one of that community puts in as much effort as he does or as much time at least into running the game the 2D Zelda's have Names as well, uh, big names as well. Zmaster ninety one. He runs a lot of the two D games. He's actually running uh, Oracle of Seasons. I think or one of the Oracle games at m um, g d q this week. Um, they tend, the the two D games tend to get less recognition, less coverage because they're older. They're, they're a little bit older. Generally, less popular. <laughs> um, that that's fair. But I mean, there are still names there. The, the communities still exist, and they are incredible communities. Um, a link to the past is probably one of, if not the biggest, um, speedrunning community in the Zelda series, um, and that's that's been helped especially with the the, um, the randomizer craze. Uh, so all the all the Zelda games, from the original to Ocarina of Time, now have a randomizer. I didn't even
0: know that they had randomizers in the 3D games. I actually thought it was just uh, a link to the past.
2: Well, yeah, Okunoshima so just cool. got his randomizer out this week, or a few this week or last week, a few weeks ago, um, very recently. Uh, and so,
0: obviously, you mentioned that uh, that summer games done quick or GDQ is coming up. Um, aside from like the big events of the year, so like Zeldathon and uh, GDQ. Where where are people best off watching Zelda speedruns? Just on the respective runner's Twitch streams, or is there like more of like a localized
2: community page or anything like that? Well, um, the the main hub of information for uh, Zelda speedruns is the aptly named ZeldaSpeedruns dot com, and every game has its page. It all has. They all have leaderboards. They all have information. It's it's where a lot of the documentation of glitches and exploits and bugs will be kept. Even if they're not used in runs, they're still useful to keep documented in case they do come up later on.
1: Um, so it's kind of like one big encyclopedia for yeah. speedrunning Zelda. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's constantly active as well. Um, on their front page, they're always hosting someone. Hold on, hold on. It's like a Wikipedia.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just... No, go home.
2: Yeah, I am just so sorry, you and you. Please yeah. continue. We're gonna pretend that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's we'll they fix they're, that always, post. they're they're always hosting uh, someone who's running a, a Zelda game on their main page. Um, so that's always a good way to discover new runners. Um, and obviously they have leaderboards that you can go and find out more about the world record holders. You
1: Speaking of new runners, uh, how does one get into speedrunning? I was
0: just about to say the million-dollar question: If somebody wants to be a Zelda speedrunner, how how does one
2: start? Uh, one would start by picking their favorite Zelda game, or just their favorite game in general. Make sure they would make sure that they really enjoyed that game, and that they wouldn't get sick or bored of it after five ten playthroughs they'll pick up that game they'll get the stopwatch on their phone and they will be a speedrunner it's it's deceivingly simple you don't need a twitch channel you don't need a camera you don't need a webcam you don't need live split which is a the uh, software that a lot of runners use to time their runs all you need is a game and a stopwatch and you can go from there that's how I started now, when you start a, when you get into like the
0: actual like seriously Zelda speedrunning scene, you you do need to send in your runs and like have them verified and stuff like that, right?
2: Yeah. So, um, I was lucky for for my game for Fair It has an in-game timer, so I can just take a picture of that and send it off, and it was verified. For a lot of Zelda games, obviously that's not an option. Um, you can get software that records your screen, a screen recorder for your TV, for your Wii, um, and take a video professional, stick a timer on the side of it and send it off to speedrun.com or, or wherever you send it off to and they'll accept it. Or you can lean your phone against something and record your run. It's It's really not as complex as... Some of the streamers make it out, and obviously, because they're streamers, because they have subscriptions, and because they're they have a professional setup, they make it look as if you need all of this stuff, whereas actually, you don't. You just need something to record your screen with.
1: So, something like the controversy surrounding the whole Donkey Kong uh, was it the the score being
0: it was his like arcade scores because he used an emulator instead of the actual machine,
1: right? So that kind of thing is unlikely or more likely to happen with with speedrun with the speedrunning community since some games aren't as easy to verify or don't have the same kind of verification process.
2: I think um, with that, that that case in, in, in particular, the um, the the way that the, the Achieved that was incredibly technical and that the, the way that they were found out was incredibly technical as well and um, which is why their record stood for for such such a long time and um, without anyone thinking that's that's not right um, it, it tends not to happen with Zelda there's been very very few cases of of runners who have submitted a time that have been accepted and and then later on Found out that they've they've cheated. They've they've used something that they weren't allowed to, um, and obviously there are rules in place to say you can't do this. You can't use this specific controller. You can't use this specific glitch. Um, but generally, the community is very good at well, both following those rules and indeed calling people out when they they do break them.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned those rules, because I used to watch, uh, and still do from time to time, a speedrunner who would run Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy VII, and one of the rules I know he was not able, or that he had to follow, was that he can't use a turbo controller, because there's a part in the game where it can speed up your time considerably if you had, you know, something that can do rapid button and press uh, presses.
2: Yeah. Turbo controllers are pretty much blanket bla- blanket banned across all of the Zelda games. It's something that they do make clear because with a lot of the games where you're mashing for text a turbo controller will do that for you and that's unfair yeah. for the people that don't. Um, it sort of harkens back to the amiibo debate. Do you do you allow amiibo when they give you an advantage over other people and the, the solution that they came to was to split the, the entire game in half? So all categories will have an amiibo and, and a non amiibo category. Um.
0: So I wanna ask you a question, and this is this has not got nothing to do with Zelda, but uh, we were talking about Fair Rune. For any of you guys that have not played it or heard of it, like, like I haven't before you and recommended it to me. It's a really cool two D Zelda-esque adventure game that's uh it's got really kind of a unique mechanic to it. You basically just walk into enemies, and if you're leveled up enough, you'll kill them and you'll take some damage. And once you're leveled up enough, you will just kill them and take no damage. Um, what was your time on the first? What's your world record on that? Because the first time that I played it, I think I finished in like two hours and 58 minutes or something like that. So, <laughs> what, what was your time?
2: A bit embarrassing. I don't actually know my own time. Uh... No, my first run through of the game took four plus hours, it was, it, I mean it's a difficult game when you don't know what you're doing, basically. Once, you, once you've played through it once or twice and you know the the route that you're taking. I've, for example, I wrote mine down. I've got a book with my Any% percent route through it. Um, once you've done it once or twice, it sort of ingrains into your brain. My time, my world record time was 40 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, which was faster by just over just over a minute by the second second place at the moment. Um saying that it's 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 a less popular game to speedrun. Um I was the first person to run it in about eight months, I think, at the time. And I've not I've not played it in almost a year now. That world record is almost a year old.
1: Do you think if you picked up Fairoon again to uh, like today or tomorrow and Sped run. do you think you could get anywhere close to that time?
2: Uh I guess it's a very RNG based run uh block basically where the enemies spawn and how you can deal with that to get past it. Um I remember Fayrun 2 took
0: me Boy, that probably took me like fifteen or sixteen hours to beat that
1: game.
2: Yeah,
0: that was, it's uh, a lot bigger. Was, yeah, that was a lot bigger. Um, so Taylor, you should uh, you should check that out.
1: You know, I totally plan on it. You know, just after I have to play through Final Fantasy IX because I lost a darn bet. And that'll be a great time. So for I think that everybody a... <laughs> but the person running it.
0: That's right. Well, that's that makes it even better for everybody. Um, So I think that's about all that we have for, for Zelda speedrunning questions. So I guess to end it off, if you could give Taylor and I one piece of advice for running our games, which are twilight. My games are twilight princess, Ocarina of time and minish cap and Taylor's are minish cap and Ocarina of time. And what else are you running?
1: Majora's mask, triforce heroes, breath of the wild.
0: Alright, let's 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 just stick to... If you could give us a piece of advice about Ocarina of Time and about Minish Cap, what would it be?
2: Uh, Practice. If you don't get something first time... Damn. Practice <laughs> we're, it. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh,
0: we've practiced up to... Up to Jabba Jabba's Belly. That's got to count for something.
1: Hey, I've completed both Minish Cap and Majora's Mask practice runs. Multiple ones of both of them, more so Majora's Mask. It's only Ocarina of Time we're kind of struggling with right now.
0: I I call shenanigans on that. You played Minish
1: Cap once. I played Minish Cap twice, actually. Oh Okay.
0: All right, well, there you go. We are screwed at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, and uh, that was probably inevitable, but now it's just confirmed. So if you want to watch two schmucks who (laughs) know nothing about speedrunning, try and speedrun, make sure to tune into that and so that about July does it 14th. Uh, July 14th Everybody. yeah although that's not the days that we're actually running our games I'm not sure what days those are to be quite frank with you guys but uh, we'll figure it out we'll get there and yeah that is it for episode 16 of the Champions Cast so uh, Ewan thank you very much for, for coming and educating us on this topic I know that it's like gotta be pushing 2 in the morning there for you so we'll let you get out of here and get to bed yeah
2: no it's cool it's cool
0: yeah thank you for having me anytime anytime um joy and a pleasure so yeah that's episode 16 uh if you like the champions cast be sure to head over to itunes be sure to head over to podbean drop us a like drop us a subscription leave a comment laugh at taylor for losing the e3 bet he shouldn't have bet against me i'll never let him live it down so uh we'll let you know when he has to play final fantasy 9 and hopefully we can set him on the right path and make a Final Fantasy IX fan out of him. Uh, it, it might be too late for him, but it might not be, so we'll see. Never. But that's a wrap for... Uh, yeah, yeah. well, I probably won't. You're right. But that's a wrap for this week, and uh, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to the Champions cast, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody.